Welcome to Midlife Madness, where we check our egos at the door and have unfiltered conversations about midlife issues. Some issues that people may deal with, but don't generally talk about out loud. So pull up your chair, grab your coffee, and let's chat. Welcome to our, what is this, fourth episode of Midlife Madness. I'm Leslie. My sister Marie is coming to you from Minnesota, and I'm in Utah. Hello from Minnesota. Are you guys cold today? Minnesota. (laughs) What was was the question? Are you guys cold today? It's not that bad. I know there's people that are going to think this sounds crazy, but it's in the 30s. So that's actually, it is. It's like kind of a (laughs) warm up here. <laughs> wow, I think it's warmer there than it is in Utah today. Today we uh, we're actually getting snow. I haven't even left my house. I I hate driving in snow because I'm from the south. But anyway, uh, yeah, this is our fourth episode yes. of Midlife Madness, and we are taking on a subject that I think you're going to find quite interesting, and probably <laughs> scratch your head and go, "Why do I want to even hear that? That's gross." But it's really not. We're going to be talking about the menses. <laughs> yes, this is the one about ant flow. Yes, the one is that what we're going to call it? I we're like gonna, that. We're not going to use the p word because it's kind of gross. We're just going to call that's it. That's the word she's talking about. Well, yeah, that is the word I'm talking about. Um, I think that calling it ant flow makes it just a little nicer, more, more fun. Yeah. Maybe people are going to yeah. want to get to know ant flow. Exactly. <laughs> when some people, whether they want to or not. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But before we get to that, we do have, of course, a couple of rules we want to go over. I hate that word, but, you know, that's what we call it. Uh, We don't talk about politics here and we don't pass judgment. So just so you know, this is a safe zone. It's where we talk about whatever and anything is possible. Uh, We have no, what is, I don't, filter. I I think we have filters, but I I just don't know. There, that's it. I swear. And it's one of the beautiful things actually of being in midlife is like, you literally just kind of go, yeah, I just don't care anymore. It's not that I don't care. I just don't care. Like I did, like it used to rule my life. And now I'm like, yeah, if you don't like it, you can turn it off. (laughs) Exactly. Just, yeah. Just don't dislike it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't dislike us. You know, as a matter of fact, we are uh, now officially on iTunes, which was quite the feat. I got to tell you, that was a tough one to get on. Um, But we are there and I'm super happy. So make sure you're leaving uh, good reviews. (laughs) In other words, if you hate us, don't leave a review, yes. please. Just move on. We're okay. Yeah. Five no star ratings. Five, Five star, star ratings. ratings. That's what we're shooting for. Things, you know, talk about how we're your best friends now. That that would be awesome. Uh, we're just trying to grow. We want to get more people into this community of uh, midlifers. That's what you are now. You're a midlifer. Even if you're not in midlife, if you're younger or even older, you're still, you're part of the community. So you're a midlifer. That's so. right. Hey, before we get going, though, Marie, I think you had a couple of things you wanted to go over about last week's episode. Yes. So just real quickly, last week I gave some resources for mental health and especially for those in a mental health crisis. And you may have seen in the news or on social media recently that the FCC has recently approved a suicide hotline and it's 988, much like 911. And I specifically didn't mention it, but I do want to say it now and because it's not available yet. And so because it's not available, I would hate for someone to use it and nobody answer. 
So yeah, that's not a good thing. No, not if you're in not. that kind of headspace, not a good thing. No, and I it kind of bothers me that it's getting the press right now because yeah, it's not live yet. No, and when, they're not. You know when? That. Yeah, it, it could be 18 months before it's oh, live, yeah. and every state is different. So, um, in the meantime, I just as a reminder, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is still 800-273-8255. Yeah, don't use that other number yet. We will let you know. Yes, right? We'll absolutely. let you know. As soon as we know that it's live, we'll let you know. But Yeah, and we're still going to be here in 18 months, right? <clears throat> oh, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I have no intention of going anywhere. This is way too much fun. I, I absolutely love it. I feel like it's just a conversation that I get to have with my sister, which we've always had anyway, but now we have more friends like in on it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, yes. Thank you for that follow-up though, Marie. That was actually one of my favorites so far was the mental illness one, just because it was so raw and so good. You did a good job with that. I appreciate oh, all thank the you. important information and how you shared your story with such grace and dignity. I love it. Well, good stuff. Um, okay. So now we've come to that incredibly fun portion of our show called, I can't believe she said that out loud. And Anna Marie Brace, I'm going to let you start with your story this week. <laughs> I tried to come up with something that has to do with Aunt Flo, but I honestly, um, I don't, well, we have a story to tell. We'll do that in a little bit, but um, outside of that, I don't really have any like fun stories. So oh, I'm just going to really? go. You don't have any fun stories about your period? <laughs> Aunt Flo. So much um, fun. No. <laughs> well, and some people do. In fact, yeah, it's, it's, some people have those, but I don't. Okay. So I'm going to go with something that happened this week. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, you already know this story. So sorry, but I was traveling this past week. I spent half the week in San Antonio and the second half of the week in Phoenix. And when I got to Phoenix, I had all this confidence in my memory as I left my hotel room to go to work. And <laughs> first mistake. <laughs> yeah, it's that lie that we tell ourselves that, oh, I'll remember it. I don't need to know oh. what my room number is because I'm going to remember. Well, no. I left mm. the little packet in my room that had the room number and I went to my meeting and I came back and I couldn't remember my room number and I kept confusing no. it with my San Antonio room number. And so anyway, there's a couple families in Phoenix or that were in Phoenix last week that are probably scared because someone tried to break into their room. And I was oh, diligent. No. <laughs> I thought I, I thought my card wasn't working. So I just kept trying. So <laughs> it I, certainly wasn't you. That was the problem. <laughs> and I finally got it on the third try, but yeah, there's two families that Aww. are, they were probably a little nervous, but. Oh, I love that story. <laughs> That's so relatable. Oh, my word. If I had a penny. No, like, let, let me just go ahead and up the ante. If I had 20 bucks for every time I like thought that I would remember something and then I didn't, I would be very wealthy. Yeah, yes, I would. Oh, very relatable. Sorry about that, Marie. Okay. So here's my, I can't believe she said that out loud. And this happened to me back in 2005. Um, you know, I, I was on Survivor and I, uh, had to audition for that show for five and a half years before I was picked. And I'm a little bit tenacious when it comes to going after something I want. So I wasn't about to give up. And every six months I sent in a video and I had to fill out this application. I feel like they, at this point, had to know me even better than I knew myself. But one of the things that I kept thinking about was like, I can't wait to go on the show, but 
you know, Aunt Flo comes to visit once a month. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what do they do? And by the way, side note, this is the question I get more than any other question. It is hilarious. (laughs) And everybody who asks me that goes, I know nobody's probably ever asked you this. And then they say, I'm like, oh, come on, everybody, even guys, what do the girls do about their period? It's hilarious. Okay. And I'll tell you, they do make concessions. You don't have to worry about, you know, Aunt Flo ruining anybody's game uh, on Survivor. But anyway, um, so in 2005, though, I got really sick, uh, ended up having to have a hysterectomy. And I, I don't remember this, but my husband said, when I woke up, uh, the first thing I said, and I don't remember this, but I, I guarantee it's true. The first thing I said was, oh, good. That's the last thing. Or, wait, no, wait. The first thing I said was, at least, wait. <laughs> Hashtag midlife madness. What did I say? I said, okay. Okay. I woke up from my thing. And apparently I said, uh, there's one less thing I have to worry about when I get on Survivor. <laughs> yes. That is, that's how it went. <laughs> because I, thank you. It took me a while to get there. Do you see what I mean? 20 bucks. That would have been like 40 bucks because I did it twice, right? Yeah, so you're I'd making be, me feel good about myself. I'm right telling now. you. You know, I almost think, I was thinking about this the other day. This podcast can actually do that for you. If you're listening, you're going to feel so stinking good about yourself after you hear from us for 30, 40 minutes every week. Um, But anyway, yeah. So that was my, I can't believe she said that out loud. My husband was cracking up. He's like, oh, Leslie. (laughs) They did finally call, but it was like two years later. And um, yeah. So we'll talk about that another time though. Anyway. So yes, we are ready now to start talking about Aunt Flo. She is not... um, She's not my favorite aunt. Uh, (laughs) I haven't seen her since 2005. (laughs) Yes. Thank the Lord. Right. Best decision I ever made. Um, But uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. But before we get talking about her, uh, Marie, why don't you say what you want to say? Yeah, I have a couple of things I want to say first. So first of all, if you have children in the room listening and you haven't had that birds and the bees talk, you may want to pause and listen later um, because yeah. we would love to spare you an awkward dinner conversation tonight. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of period. Well, I got a, at a dinner conversation one night. We were, Bobby um, was, oh gosh, he was probably only six years old, but we were at the dinner and at the dinner table. And he, all of a sudden he said, I get that the babies are in the tummy, but how do they get there? And I looked at Bob and with the, the this look that said, you take this one. And he looked at me with the, the same, same look. look. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bobby says, is it a miracle? And in unison, Bob oh, and I said, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. If you, you can push pause and maybe listen a little later if you got yes. the little ones. Because you know, we're not really going to be talking about that part yet. But, um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting topic of conversation, which brings us to our next warning. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there so, may be some guys listening. Yes, exactly. And, and and at least we we really do hope that you are. If you're right. a guy, I hope you haven't turned off yet being like, I don't want to hear about Aunt Flo. She sounds like a miserable person. Um, but don't assume that this topic doesn't apply to you if you're a guy, because even though we're not going to get into like a clinical discussion or talk about, you know, gross stuff. We basically just have some stories we want to share, some fun we want to have. And um, it, it may actually help you understand your wife, your girlfriend, your sister, or most importantly, if you have a daughter, maybe, um, especially if you're a single dad, I hope, you know, this will help you 
Heck, she could even listen to this podcast at some yeah. point. You could be like, Fair here, sit down. <laughs> you don't have to do a thing. We'll raise yeah. your girl for you. How about that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, you know, it's it's our little secret. If you want to listen in your guy, it's okay. This is important stuff. This is something that literally 100% of girls have experienced at some point, yes. on some, at some level. So having said that. Maria. Yeah. So having said that, our topic today has many names. Mm-hmm. For instance, we call it the monthly visitor, mm-hmm. the time of the month, mm-hmm. as we've been talking about, a visit from Aunt Flo. Yes. Or as it's known clinically, menstruation. Or the menses. The menses. <laughs> there are also some, shall I say, less sophisticated nicknames <laughs> that we're going to skip. Yeah, we're not going to go there. Not today. Yes. We, we love you too much. So. Exactly. So, of course, the most common term used is period. Yeah. But we're going to use a visit from Aunt Flo just mm. to make it a little kinder and more fun today. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Aunt Flo. She's like that that angry aunt. That's who she is. Well, and we're going to talk about this later. But um, I think when I think of Aunt Flo, you know, when you're in your 20s and 30s, she's a regular visitor like every eight weeks. But then when you're in your 40s, 50s, then she becomes like an erratic visitor. Sometimes she comes <laughs> too often. Unexpected. Yes. It's like, wait, what are you doing here already? Yeah, or, that's the midlife angle. That's the hard part about Aunt Flo. Exactly. She gets and then, more and more unpredictable. And then she'll come like every other month or every <laughs> three months. And you're like, we, we need to clean the house before you get here. So please don't just show up. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, I digress. Well, let's tell our stories about, yeah. you know, our Aunt Flo experience, because it's actually, we've got some really funny things to tell you, but yes. you go ahead first. I personally was a late bloomer, but when I was 12 years old, my mom had a talk with me and she gave me this wonderful box. It's my, my treasured box and it had booklets about Aunt Flo mm-hmm. and it had um, like pads and tampons and all these things. And I didn't need it yet, but I had this box and I couldn't wait to become a woman and use the contents of the box. I think I was in my room listening to KTEL Records when she was doing this, (laughs) dancing around. But but when we were done, if I recall, we took some of the tampon samples and threw them in the toilet. You were like, Leslie, come here. You have to see this. Yes. It was hilarious. I don't think that's what you're supposed to do with them, but you know. Well, but it was fun. And so and I had no idea what was going on. I just thought Marie got something special and mom didn't love me. Well, I but did get something special. But um, I put it in the top of my closet and waited for Aunt Flo, who was very late. So, but anyway, Leslie has a different story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was not a late bloomer, actually. Uh, what was it? Like a couple of months after. It wasn't long after mom gave you the, the special box. box. Yes. Um, we went to a church camp. And I wasn't feeling well. I was 10 years old, mind you. Okay. So fourth grade, I wasn't feeling well. And um, I didn't know why, like, I just kind of wanted everybody to leave me alone on the bus. (laughs) My first mood swing. (laughs) God bless. (laughs) But I was having these weird tummy pains and I was like, so then I went to the bathroom. Okay. And like, mind you, Marie never had this talk with me. So I had no idea what was happening. So I looked down and I'm like, what is going on? I thought I was dying. Immediately, death was on the brain because I was a very 
um, I don't know, crazy kid anyway, just like I just had big, a big imagination. Let's just say that. <laughs> so I go and I start my period and I ended up running to the you know nurse's office. I'm like, I'm bleeding to death. I'm going to die. And she was like, no, 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 no. Here's what's happening. And so the nurse who happened to be our pastor's wife was, um, do you remember that? that? Yeah, she was. She was the pastor's wife. She was so sweet. And she was like, oh, honey, now this is what's happening. And so she tells me, I don't remember how, but she introduced me to Aunt Flo. And um, and she said, now I'm going to need you to come to the cabin and change your sanitary napkin, you know, every few hours. So make sure you come and see me. And so I was like, all right. So I get back to the this, you know, our, our cabin and I see Marie and I'm like, Marie, Oh my goodness, something really crazy. I didn't know that she knew what it was at this point. So I was like, this is going to happen to you too. We're dying, you know, we're going to die. And um and and then I told her apparently this is normal. She goes, "Oh, I know. Mom told me all about it." Yes. And I said, "Okay, well, here's the deal. I have to go back to the nurse's office every few hours, so I need you to cover for me." Okay? And uh so Marie said yeah. she would. She said she would. I said I would, and she swore me to secrecy. So I, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody why she had to go to the nurse's cabin so often. Right. Um, and you know what I love about Marie? Like, even then, like, I totally trusted her. Like, <laughs> it was not a secret that I, I didn't trust her with. So thank you, Marie. Well, we'll get to how that turned out <laughs> later. But um, so anyway... All these people, all these kids we know from church are asking me, what's wrong with Leslie? What's, why does she keep going to the nurse's tent? And I just keep saying, she's getting her medicine. Well, what's wrong? What's wrong? And they were relentless. They wanted to know what was wrong. And now I had been sworn to secrecy. So in my 12-year-old brain, it made perfect <laughs> sense to say, Leslie has cancer and she's going to get her medicine. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yeah. yeah. And I was fine with that. I mean, she told me what she did and, and I was like, yeah, I'm okay with that. As long as they don't know that I started my period. Cause that's way worse. Right. Exactly. Um, so then we go home and we thought we put the whole thing behind us. Well, we thought so, but it, on a side note, mom, <laughs> the first thing mom did was steal my box out of my closet and give it to Leslie. <laughs> and I was heartbroken. It was what was going to make me a woman. Yeah, you. And, I actually remember you crying. Yes, and I remember thinking, "I'm the worst sister in the whole wide world." Like I, I didn't want this at all. Marie was like desiring this womanly thing that was happening to me, and I was like, "I'm a kid. What is this?" Yes, yeah. Well, she swore that she would give me another one at some point, but yeah, um, mom did. Yeah, mm -hmm. she didn't do that, and it was pretty devastating. So, yeah. now, the one thing I hadn't considered when I told all the kids that Leslie had cancer was that we go to church with them <laughs> and that they were going to go home <laughs> and they were going to tell their parents. And why wouldn't they? Leslie had yeah. cancer. I made the prayer chain. <laughs> it was a big deal. It demanded prayer. Yeah. So we go to church the next Sunday and everyone kept looking at my parents with those eyes that people look at you with when they feel sorry for you. And they kept saying, Oh, we're praying for Leslie and all that. And, so our, our parents were so confused. They just kept looking like, what is going on? Well, it turns out that all of them told their parents and I'd been added to that prayer chain and the whole congregation thought that I had cancer. So <laughs> mom had to tell, she had to tell them the truth. <laughs> yes. So remember, 
The initial secret was that <laughs> nobody could know that Leslie had started her aunt flow. <laughs> now our parents had to explain oh, yeah. to the entire congregation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she did not have cancer, but that their <laughs> 10 year old had started her period. Yes. So mm-hmm. the secret was out. It wasn't just a few campers, but an entire congregation. So I had failed. <laughs> you failed miserably. miserably. You made it so much worse. She and like, I was mortified because yes. not just the kids at the camp now knew. Like if it, if it was right. at the camp, they would have forgotten about it. Right. But because it was such a big deal that Marie, Marie, you, let me just say, have you ever seen New Girl? I have. Okay. You know how when Winston does something and he does it really bad and like big, <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. the Winston moment. Yes. And I just. It's you, so funny to think about now, but I wanted to kill her when I was 10 years old. And like the pastor of the church knows now, you know, yeah, everybody. Her period. everybody knows. <laughs> it oh, wasn't yeah. a small church either. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And it was our life. Like this, this was the yeah. church that we went to school yeah. at the church. We were always around these people. So yeah. it was quite humiliating. And I remember, it's funny because I had no idea what a period was or what it meant, but I had a boyfriend at the time. Um, you know, I, you know, when you have a little boyfriend, when you're young, um, and I remember telling him <laughs> I started my period because I thought, well, d- does this mean I'm going to get pregnant now? Because everybody kept telling me, if you want to get pregnant, you have to have your period. So I was like, I don't want him to be my boyfriend and for him to, and for me to get pregnant and then him be blamed for it. Like I had no idea what yeah. it all meant, but no um, holding hands. yeah, yeah, th- there was a six inch rule. So we were, we were good. We were yeah. golden. Well, but, um, so my punishment in all of this was that I waited an excruciating another year oh, for yeah. my period to start. And um, I was, yeah, that was embarrassing. And my mom didn't get me a box, but last <laughs> summer I decided to write this story and kind of put it out there. I put it on Facebook and um, my mom read it and she felt <laughs> guilty. So for my 52nd birthday, I got a box. <laughs> I got a box and um, you can see a picture of it on our website at midlifemadnesspodcast.com as nice. well as the written story. I've, yes. I've kind of put a link to the, the yes, story. So I want well. to share that with your friends and let even more people know that I started my period when I was 10. That would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I tell you, periods are a part of our life and it, you kind of do have to develop a sense of humor. And I just remember as I got older and um, you know things started happening after I had my kids and everything. I didn't realize that the ant flow would sometimes come on a little stronger, but I thought that was everybody. And I remember talking to my doctor once um, and she said, you know, how heavy is it? And I was like, I mean this. And I told her, and she goes, okay, that's not normal. And I was like, what? And I hadn't been feeling well. And as it turned out, I was anemic and having some issues with my uterus. Um, So ant flow as annoying as she is can really help you know, us figure out how we're doing in that area as far as health goes. And it really did help me to understand, okay, something's wrong. And as a result, I ended up having a hysterectomy really kind of, um, it's funny, it's a blessing and oh my goodness, funny story. You're going to love this. So I was so upset. I had had my four kids, but I thought, what if I want another one? I know, right? I was, I was insane, but, but it's okay. So I'm thinking, I'm going to be really sad after I have this hysterectomy. Um, So I wrote myself a letter. I should probably, I could probably find it. 
Leslie, don't forget the reason that you had this was because you feel bad and you're anemic and you have such beautiful children and you're going to do so well. It's going to be okay. Like this really sweet letter to myself. Did you know this? Did I tell you this? (laughs) I did it. I wrote this letter thinking for sure I would be like sobbing in a corner at some point over my, you know, sterility and, uh, and, and like be sad. And then I'd have to bring myself up again. But I, I've never opened it. I don't even remember truly what I wrote. So I'll have to find it because that'd be really funny um, <laughs> because it was, oh, I felt so much better, like so much better. And life has just been a lot easier. I don't miss Aunt Flo. She she served her purpose. I have four beautiful, awesome kids. Um, but you know what? I think my point here is as you're approaching midlife um, or even if you're in it, she can be an indicator. So make sure that you're talking to your doctor about um, how heavy she's coming on and, uh, and all that good right. stuff. So, well, right. And as we were talking about it earlier, so, you know, what does aunt flow have to do with midlife? Well, it's because we're saying goodbye to her. Well, multiple times sometimes, but <laughs> we think she's gone. Well, it, yeah. It's like, when she starts showing up unexpectedly or mm. when she stays too long or, you know, she stops visiting altogether, then we're getting to the dreaded M word. Yes, the M word, menopause. <laughs> you know what I always think about when I hear that? Remember that song back in the 80s? The men all pause when she walks into the room. The men mm. all pause. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> it is literally a song. And I remember thinking, somebody's getting paid to do that. Like, what? The men all pause when she walks into the room. Menopause is not that lovely, though. It's kind of a a pain, but it is a rite of passage. And it's not something that we should ever have to go through alone. And that's why one of the reasons that we decided to start this podcast, because if you're a woman and you're going through it, you need some encouragement and friendship. And if you're a man and your woman's going through it, you need some encouragement, too. (laughs) So, And maybe just to understand, like, she's not eh, the only one. She's not necessarily mad at you. No, she's just mad around she's, you. She's mad about you. She's mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. But it's true. Sometimes the guys are like, I just don't know what to say. Anything I say is going to get me in trouble right now. Um, it, just so you know, we really hate that part of ourselves. This is yes. a part of ourselves that I, I don't know any woman who goes, yeah, I can't wait to be a crank pot at the end of the month or whatever. You know, <laughs> we can't stand it. And if we could get away from ourselves, we would. And that's the worst part. We can't. Yeah, right. We are stuck with ourselves. You can leave the room. We can't. We're stuck. Right. So we are cranky. Yes, we are. And and menopause is a time where, you know, it, it almost gets a little worse. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it happens right around the time that your teenage girls are going through puberty as well. So you're getting, poor guys are getting like the double whammy. They've got the girls that are starting and the girls that are ending. Um, so we love you guys. We do. And I'm sorry uh, for all of it, but it is normal and it happens and it's going to be okay. And there are things that we can do to cope with it. So, yes. And I, I think um, for, for those of you who do still have kids at home, especially like that tween, oh, like, yeah. you know. 12, 13 year old, um, they need to feel comfortable to ask you questions. That's because true. Yeah. Yeah, if we don't teach them, their friends will. Somebody will. Yeah, and for sure. 
I do have a story about that. Oh. My daughter, when she was like, oh gosh, probably 10 years old, she went to a sleepover at her friend's house. And when that the friend's mom brought her home the next day, she said, hey, can I talk to you for a second? She's And I was like, sure. And she said, I just need you to know that last night the girls got into a book that I was using to teach my daughter <laughs> the birds and the bees. And so Mandy learned Wait, a lot. Were there illustrations? No, thank oh, goodness. Good. <laughs> but they learned how babies were made. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's terrible. Oh, <laughs> terrible. What am I going to do? How old was she now? How old she was she? Like 10? 10. Oh, man. So it's... um. Anyway, she learned a lot that night. And so, like I said, if you don't tell them, someone else will. Yeah, that is true. So that is very true. What, when you talk to your girls about yeah. it, mm-hmm. what did that sound like? Well, you know what? I I mean, I I love that mom had that conversation with you, but she didn't have it with me. Um, so I started early. I started at like nine because I was like, this could happen. And sure enough, two of my girls started when they were 10 just like I did. So I'm really glad I did start early. And I just would say this is going to be happening. And and you can kind of tell when the girls are, you know, about to, for one thing, they get cranky. Um, For (laughs) another thing, you know, they start to develop a little bit and maybe even have some pudge on them that they, you know, it kind of gets better as they get older. But like, I just remember being really open and honest and, and I called things what they were called technically. And I was, I didn't giggle and I didn't say, I really don't want to talk about this. Anytime they had a question, I was there. Yes. Eye, eye contact. I Because this is nothing to be embarrassed about. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It is a part of life. It's a, you know what? You're a woman. It's cool. Like you can create life. I mean, it, yeah. but you can't do that without this. And it's almost like a, what the way I talked to him is like, it's like cleaning house. Like you just kind of sweep up. <laughs> And get things ready, um, you know. But, but I did make sure to tell them. Yeah, um, I made sure to tell the girls. You know what? Just because you have your period doesn't mean you're going to get pregnant. Like that is a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't explain that right away, but I did. You know, as time went on, this is the way you get pregnant. But because nobody told me that, I thought I'm just like it's just going to happen now. Because everybody right. said, well, if you ever want to get pregnant, you have to have your period. I'm like, what? I don't want to get pregnant yet. Um, that's a terrifying thought for an 11 year old. <laughs> a little more specific, please. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was how it kind of went with me, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. And so for me, um, <laughs> Mandy, much like me was a late developer. And I remember sitting at the dinner table one night and she wasn't developing, but her friends were, and they were starting their visits with Aunt Flo and she wasn't. And she was actually really sad about it, much like me when my sister visited Aunt Flo before I did. So funny. Um, but she, we were sitting at the dinner table. We have a lot of dinner table stuff, apparently. But um, we're sitting at the dinner table and she goes, I figured it out. I know why my boobs aren't growing. It's oh. because I sleep on my stomach. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I'm going to stop sleeping on my stomach. (laughs) I love you, Mandy. You're so cute. Oh, I love that. um, What did you say? Did you go, well, honey, that's not the way it works. I think you just love that so much. That was so sweet. But yeah, yeah, we, and I was always much like you, very open and and let her know. And so when she was like 10 years old, 11 years old, I was at the store buying my own stuff in the feminine hygiene section. Mm -hmm. And um, she asked me what it was. And I said, well, do you really want to know? Because I'm, I am I'm can tell you right now. She knew it had something to do with 
Yeah. She read that book at her friend's house. So she knew, <laughs> she knew it had something to do with that. And so yeah. I said, okay, well, let's talk about it. And I told her everything. And of course, it, oh, and then last weekend, my granddaughter, who's nine years old, who is going to get the box that mom sent me for my birthday, by the way. Oh my goodness. Um, you know what? I was about to say you should give her that yeah, box because you, will. you don't need it anymore. I don't need it. And, um, and so, yes, I'm going to give it to her, but she started asking questions and it was so cute because she's like, I don't get it. Do you just keep changing your underwear? Oh, <laughs> so, so it is hard. Like, it's yeah. like so hard to let a young girl understand that mm -hmm. you're going to bleed for yeah. almost a week, like every yeah. month for the rest of your for, you know, fertile days. Yeah. Um, it's, it sounds like such a heavy, hard thing to show them or tell them. And they yeah. don't understand. They yeah. don't. And so yeah, have to, be because, because you were so young, we do feel like, you know, you never know. We, we have to make sure she's ready yeah. and, um, and, and tell her how to handle that. So and it is hereditary, you know what I mean? And so be on the lookout. Um, exactly. If so you have young ones, but um, oh, so an, another good reason, though, to um, to talk about this in midlife is that our adult sons and daughters are going to ask for guidance as our granddaughters prepare for amp flow. That's true. That and is like true. like I just said, you know, mm -hmm. I just shared that, um, you know, it just happened with my granddaughter. Right. Yeah. Because they think we're wise. They <laughs> And that's what we want them to think. Of course, we want them to believe that. So yeah, it, it is true though. I mean, that's just something about life. And is it something to be ashamed of? Absolutely not. Are there days where you are like completely humiliated? Yeah, if you're wearing white and it's, you know, she decides to come uh, unexpectedly, it's it's a bad day for any girl. <laughs> that's why it's always a good idea. And I always told my girls this, always put like a sweatshirt, a zip, zipper sweatshirt in your backpack on when you're on your period. That way you always have something to tie around your waist if, you mm -hmm. know, something happens. But well, that's, I never, I didn't even think of that. That's a really there good you go. tip. There that's you go. That's a good tip. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, it's funny when we first talked about doing an episode on periods, I thought surely this is going to be like a 10 minute episode. We've already been talking for over 30 minutes. So I, um, I, get, I want you to understand like, when we start talking about things like this, we're not, we're not doing it for the shock value. We're not doing it. For, we're doing it because we don't want it to be shocking. We mm -hmm. want people to be able to have conversations that are important in that matter. And, and I think that there's a way to do that. And I, I hope that we're showing and, and helping you with that. So yeah, that's, anyway. that's the intent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, okay. We have a couple of messages that we would like to read out loud for you because to this past week on the Facebook page, which I want to encourage you to visit and even like our Facebook page, come and be a part of the community. Um, we're over 800 likes on our Facebook page right now, which kind of blew my mind because I said something, what, a few days ago, I'm like, oh, we'll have a giveaway when we get to a thousand. And then I <laughs> got up to 800. I was like, Marie, we got to think about what we're going to give away. <laughs> enough people and we got to give something away now what are we gonna give away um, and we'll announce what we're giving away it's pretty cool we'll, we'll announce that next week but yeah on the facebook page i asked the question what is your biggest midlife challenge so far because i'm just i want i want to hear from you well there was one funny one that somebody said jamie she posted a funny meme that said i'm sorry i'm so cranky i'm in my terrible 40s <laughs> I love that so much. I love it so much. Me too. Me too. Yeah. 
So Lori said just simply finances. And oh, I so relate to that, whether you're paying for college or planning for retirement, there's medical expenses, hobby, insurance, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Travel that you've always said you're going to do once your kids leave. And yeah. so uh, finances becomes a huge deal. And it, uh, it makes me sad, but a lot of people don't even think about their retirement until mm. they they have an empty nest and they're like, okay, now next thing on the list is retirement. Okay. How are we financially? And a lot of people aren't in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big issue in midlife. So I really hope that you've, you know, got some plans and that you're, you know, putting stuff in somewhere where you and your husband or you and your wife can, can enjoy life a little bit in retirement, but that's a tough one. Finding mm-hmm. are tough this time because you've got parents that are ailing. Yeah. Um, you've got kids that are in college. I mean, we still have two in college we're still paying for. Um, Mm -hmm. There's, it just seems like there's always something and we're not made of money. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? At all, but yeah, it's tough. So we totally get that. Thank you for that, Lori. And um, also Regina said, finding the groove, she went from being a mom and a homeschool mom to, okay, I'm here alone. What did I do before them? So basically, she said her struggle is finding her niche in the second half of life. Oh, girl, Regina, like I'm getting chills because that has been my, I guess, motto (laughs) (laughs) here, a little year and a half or so, like the first part of last year for about six months, I really, really struggled with empty nest syndrome. It was horrific. And so much in so in fact that, you know, I've learned a lot. I'm in a really good place now, but it took me a while. Um, but that's, we're going to talk about that in our next episode, because I think a lot of us are, if you're not there yet, you're approaching it. I think that'll be a really good show. We've got some good advice for you. Oh, and listen, if your kid is in college or in high school, like a, a senior getting ready to graduate and you know, it's coming, please listen to this podcast next week because it is going to help you prepare for what's coming. And it's not all bad. Just a, just a heads up. Some of it's pretty freaking awesome. And don't forget, you can find Midlife Madness podcast on your favorite podcast apps uh, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and there's a ton more. Uh, Just make sure that when you go to it, you subscribe because when you subscribe, you're going to get all of the new episodes. You don't have to go to our Facebook page or to our, our website every Monday to find it. You, it'll just automatically happen if you subscribe. So I um, want to encourage you to do that. And another fun way to listen, if you have an Amazon Alexa device, simply say her name, play Midlife Madness podcast, and she'll bring it right to your door. So how cool is that? That's awesome. You can find our podcast, Midlife Madness, on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find those links on our website. Um, If you'd like to hang out or chat with us, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, I think the best place to go is our Facebook page um, because I'm on there every day just looking and, you know, making sure that nobody has any questions. It's, It's funny. We've got a lot of midlifers that are doing podcasting for the first time. A lot of friends are, you know, they're like, Leslie, what do I do? What does this mean when it stops playing? Um, and I, we're, to be honest, we're kind of navigating through this ourselves. We're winging it. 
we're winging it. And hopefully we'll all have this figured out before too long. But you can also email us directly at midlifemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Marie and I would love to hear from you. Any feedback that you have, you know, anything you want us to talk about. If there's something that's on your mind, you're in midlife as well. And you're like, man, I really wish they'd talk about this. Well, chances are we've got a story. So as we leave you today, I I have a message for those of you that are still visiting with Aunt Flo. Uh, May your flow be light and your pants not be white. (laughs) You like that one? That's really good. Hey, but don't forget, my friend, you are enough right where you are.